Good morning. Welcome to Harvest Bible Church. My name is Leticia, and we're so excited you're here with us and online. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've done announcements. <laughs> I do have a few announcements for you this morning. Ladies, our ladies' breakfast is this Saturday. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Exciting time, great food, great fellowship. I encourage you to attend, invite your friends, neighbors. It is this Saturday at 9 a.m., and we always, us ladies, I think can attest we always have a great time <laughs> and so it's Saturday at 9 a.m. and then on next on next Sunday we have our water baptisms yes it'll be the 21st we are actually gonna have um, in the evening at 6 p.m. you can register online or through the app <laughs> As you know, it is an exciting time. What a declaration. What an amazing time to celebrate. So that will be Sunday at 6 p.m. And again, you can register online or through our app. (laughs) Also, we do have... The Art of Parenting class starting. Yes, very exciting time. It will start Monday, August 29th. It is an eight-week course. It will run once a week every Monday. It is going to be video-based. I don't know about you, but us mamas and daddies got to stick together. It's, it's going to be a wonderful class. It's integrating faith into our everyday parenting. If you're like me and has an eight-year-old that, needs to be, that thinks she's 18, I need this class. <laughs> so it's an exciting time. You can also, you can also and register online or through the app. It is $10 for the workbook. It can be one workbook per family. Um, and also, we will have childcare during this class. Yes, vacation. So, <laughs> so bring the kids. They will have great time with the, with the youth. We will also be collecting and offering every Monday to bless the youth that are watching our kids. Um, but it's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be a great time learning together, discussing together, watching together. So I really encourage you, if you have any questions, you can call the office or talk to Miss Tracy. <laughs> um, but... Again, I think that is everything for the parenting classes of right now. But yes, so that is August 29th, and it will run through October um, once a week. And I think that's it for announcements. (laughs) I thank you, and everyone have an amazing Sunday. (laughs) And youth, you are dismissed. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Teacher. It's good to see you back. I know. It's good to see you back, though. Hallelujah. She's been... uh, you know, she volunteered to sign in all of your kids, and then none of you want to help her. So here's the thing about it. You have to help her. You know, so somebody's going to need to find It's all it is is signing up kids. It's not a hard thing. It's all done out there. You don't have to teach them. You just got to make sure they got a tag. Okay? We tag them so that we know that if we need their parents, we can do it again. Amen? I know that sounds terrible, but it's not. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know... You know, Miss Pamela, praise God, she's over there teaching the kids, uh, like I said, because the people that were going to do that couldn't make it today. I don't know what's happening, but we pray for them. And so she is always the default person along that line. Bless her heart. And uh, hey, you know, kids today, they need it. They need the truths of the word of God. Amen. And they can listen. They can learn. They can be powerhouses. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart. I do. I do believe that. I believe, glory to God, because the Bible says if we'll train them and we'll teach them, then when they grow up, they'll at least have a foundation. The Bible says they won't depart. They may depart for a season, but they're going to come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah 33. We're going to do a verse that you probably learned in kindergarten. And if you didn't go to church, this is a verse that you probably need to hear and know. But I, just in my heart, you know, we just had uh, that missionary from, from Pakistan, Suleiman Manzur, and sharing and talking. And it's so amazing when you get evangelists in, they do very simplistic things. And, uh, and he talked about prayer and he talked about John fifteen seven. You know, if you remain in me or if you abide in me and my words remain or abide in you, then you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. He, you know, in the New International Version, which is what he was quoting, it says, you'll ask what you wish. That's pretty impressive. Amen. That's John fifteen seven. That's not Jeremiah 33, 3. Okay. We're going we're gonna to look at Jeremiah 33, 3. How many of you know that when you look at the word of God, you can just look at it and you can read this as a storybook. You can just read this as a uh, theology. You can read this as history. You can read this in a lot of different ways. But until you begin to read the Bible as God speaking to you, it will never come alive. Even. You know, one of the greatest things, I know you may not have had a good father or whatever, so, but I'm going to liken my heavenly father to my earthly father. I had a great dad, a great father. And so it was really easy for me to go from my earthly father to my heavenly father to understand how powerful their words were. Because I made sure I listened to my father because he only said it once. And if I didn't, then I was lifted up by the ground by the hair of my head. And I grew up in the 70s, so I had long hair. It was not good. You know, so, uh, you know, it was like, it was, so it was very easy for me to transition that this was God. And when God said it, I listened. And why is that so important? Because we find out from the word of God that many times we look at scriptures and we see what God speaks to us and, and then we don't grab a hold of it with, with the magnitude that we need to grab a hold of because it, it's so much more far important that we listen to God than we even do our earthly parents. Amen. Far more important. And there's power behind it. There's so much power behind it. Because you remember what uh, Isaiah 55, 11 says. It says, you know, he, he said this, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. This is God talking. You know, right before that, he said, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Then he also said that just as snow comes down and rain comes down and covers the earth and replenishes and refreshes it. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. He said, it's not going to return to me void, but it's going to accomplish the thing whereunto I sent it and it will prosper in it. His word wants to prosper in you. He wants to prosper in you, but we've got to do something. There's always a Godward side and a manward side. I'm going to get to the scripture. I'm just introducing it right now. Amen. I want to get it to you because I want you to grab all, you know, we talk about our expectation. We talk about uh, believing God for miracles and signs and wonders and God will perform his word. How many of you know that? God said he'll confirm his word with signs following and we don't have to worry about that. How many of you know God will do his part? He's already done his part. Jesus is going to do his part. I mean, praise God for this. But look at this scripture here. And like I said, a very familiar scripture. I'm going to read it out of the King James, New King James, New Living Translation, and then the Amplified. I'm going to get it all the way through you, okay? King James says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which you know not. Amen. The New King James says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. The New Living Translation says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets. 
you do not know about things to come. Amen? The Amplified Bible says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, things that are fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, you do not distinguish or recognize or have knowledge of or understand. And God didn't fence them in from you. He fenced them in for you. How many know that God's still revealing truths from the word of God now in this time and in this age? How many of you know that God has saved some things for the last? He saved some good things for you and I. God hasn't ran out of miracles. God hasn't ran out of power. Amen. God's not leaving us saying, man, you're at the end. It's the end of the barrel. I mean, it's the very last. I'm exhausted. How many know God's not exhausted? God's, God's loving kindness is new every morning. God's strength is new every morning. God's peace is new every morning. God's new every morning. God never gets tired. And if you don't believe that, you go to Isaiah chapter 40. And it says, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Y'all looking at me like we don't know what. Go to Isaiah 40. I was, that's not part of it, but that's okay. Get over here. Let's look at this. Hallelujah. See, some people think God's tired. He says, God's got to get tired of us. Well, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. How many know God never gets tired of you coming to Him and asking Him? God never gets tired of forgiving you. He never gets tired of you. Now, I know all of you. We're having a parenting class. All of us have gotten tired of our kids. <clears throat> Don't sit out there holy like that. I know you just have a little baby, but even if you have a one year old baby, you got tired. In the middle of the night, there was a tired moment. Hallelujah. There was. Hallelujah. Look what he says here in verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Amen. Amen. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail or fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. Amen? He's not up there wringing his hands going, man, I didn't see that coming. Amen. No, no. God knew everything. God knew exactly where we're at. God knows exactly what to do. We've got to stay focused. And we've got to stay on top of what God has for our lives. And the key to that is, is that, see, God's plan was, is that we would be his companion. We would be his friends. Remember, he, Jesus told his disciples, you're no longer, you're my friends. God wanted, remember, God comes down and he calls Abraham his friend. He said, shall I do this without telling my friend? Here he said, you know, over in Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, if you'll call unto me, I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you know not. If you'll call unto me, you know, he's going to show us things. God gave us the spirit of truth in John chapter 16 and verse 13. It says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, what's he going to do? He's going to show you all things. Amen? Because he's going to speak of me. He's not going to speak of me. And he's going to show you things to come. He's going to guide you into all truth. See, that's the amazing thing about it is that how many of you know that in the world right now we are in a truth-untruth battle? <laughs> Hallelujah. We're in an amazing un- battle right now. We're in an amazing, amazing battle. Hallelujah. Because of truth and untruth. We've got a lot of untruths. 
Amen. And uh, we forgot one more announcement. We're going to announce it at the end, Mr. Jim. Sorry about that, because me and you are the only ones that knew that. So we got this. How did I, we had to interrupt this sermon to bring you an announcement that we're going to do at the end. Now we're, was, now we're coming back to our program. Are you ready? <clears throat> I looked over there, and God reminded me. So, amen. No, God, God, God said for us to call unto him. God said that he's given us the spirit of truth. Because that's what everybody's looking for. I mean, that's all we want, don't you? Isn't that what we want in everything? Is we just want people to speak the truth? Just tell us the truth about what's going on. What's that? I mean, wouldn't that be nice if we just actually knew the truth? If we could actually trust. But see, the only person you can trust and the only thing you can trust is the word of God and, and the God of the word. Amen? Did you know that? But here's another person you can trust. You can trust your heart. Oh, thank you. That went over real big. And that's what the problem is. It's because you can't trust you. Because you don't know. You're like, because you're not calling on him, you're not getting away. He's going to show us things to come. Things that have been fenced and he's going to show. He wants to reveal his truth to us so that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And he whom the son sets free is free indeed. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And anybody else wants to talk to you or say anything. It's because they got the word of God. You're going to come back to what the Bible says, what the truth of the word of God says. That's what happens. That's what prayer is. Prayer is simply fellowshipping with God. How many of you know that we can't make God do anything? How many of you know that we're not trying to get him to do anything? I knew that go over real big too. So many people think they can twist God's arm. So many people, well, if I do this, God's got to do this. Okay, get this through your head. God is not withholding anything. He's given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. He's given us freely all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. He's revealing truth to us. He wants to give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He wants to show himself strong on, on, on our behalf because of who he is. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor Mark. You're doing really good. This is a good time. I know all of you, you're jumping up on the couches right now. You're home. That's good. Thank you. I appreciated that. Hallelujah. See, we never pray to get God to do something. Prayer doesn't change. God changes you. God brings things to us because he wants to get things through us. God causes things to rise up in our heart. Hallelujah. And say, man, I'd love to see that happen. It's because God wants to do it. And so he's got to get you to pray it out. He's got to get you to get in agreement with it because it seems that God can do nothing for humanity unless somebody asks him. See, God's tied himself. He's tied him irrevocably to you and I to, to, to get out his mission on the earth. He's got to go through the church. He's got to get us to say it. He's got to see, see, the devil knows that, hey, if I could get the church talking stupid, get the church talking fear, then I can get the church to create their own demise. How many know the devil has figured it out? He can't defeat the church. He's been trying for over 2,000 years and he ain't beat us yet. And he's been killing and doing and doing all kinds of, and he hasn't, hey, so he's realized now, see, here's what he's doing now. He's realized, nah, we're not going to stop the church. We're going to defeat the church because of compromise. We're going to defeat the church because we're going to try to cause division. We're going to defeat the church and get them off on this side and on that side and get them all fragmented over here and doing this instead of get them off what God wants to do and say. We're going to defeat the church by their mouths. 
I know I just gone to preaching, man. Sorry about that. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost interrupted that one. Okay, so it's good. But here's the thing that we have to do. Listen, folks, the reason I'm sharing, the reason I'm, I, I'm bringing this to you this morning is because we have to have an understanding that, listen, our words matter. Our prayers matter. We got the power of God to begin to decree and declare and to speak. And that's our power. Our power is our voice. We have to have action behind it. You know, we can't be like those in, in Isaiah that they go to God with their lips, but their hearts is far from it. Our heart and our voice have to be the same. We can't violate our consciousness. Our heart and our voices have to be the same. Amen? I mean, and through that, we can defeat the enemy. How many know that our warfare is not with flesh and blood? There's a lot of crazy people out there. There's a lot of things you just want to go, oh my gosh. You know, you can't fix stupid you know, as one minister used to say all the time, that's just ignorance gone to seed. I mean, that's just, it's full blown. You just can't. And, uh, but what we can do is defeat the spirit that's operating behind them. We can. Because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities and power. And but we wrestled with them knowing that we've been seated far above them. And they're underneath that we've been seen, we've been given authority over them. Jesus defeated the devil. He, he triumphed over him, making a show of him. Amen? The Bible says that he triumphed over him. Hallelujah. He, he, he did these things. He changed everything. And, but we've got to realize that, hey, I've got to line myself up with the word of God. I've got to believe what God's word says. And we do have to repent. Our nation, you know, was created to be godly. And it was created so that the gospel could go forth around the world. And it still is the greatest nation sending people around the world. But our nation has sinned. Just like the nation of Israel sinned. You remember? I mean, Jeremiah, uh, not Jeremiah, but Daniel reads in the book of Jeremiah. He said, wait, Jeremiah prophesied we're going to be captivity for 70 years. Daniel's reading around and says, wait a minute. We've been in captivity for 70 years. He says, we're going to be delivered after 70 years. But it's after 70 years, we're not delivered. Why are we not delivered? So what is the first thing that Daniel does? He puts on sackcloth and he begins to pray. And he begins to ask the Lord. But what is the first thing he do? Is he repents for the nation. He intercedes for the day. He says, God, we blew it. We blew it. We have not obeyed you. I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Channel. You don't have to turn there. It says, we have not obeyed the Lord our God. We have not followed the instructions he gave us through his servants, the prophets, or the preachers. All Israel has disobeyed your instructions and turned away, refusing to listen to your voice. So now all of the solemn curses and judgment that were written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, they've been poured out on us because of our sin. You have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you warned us. You told us these things were going to come. Never has there been such a disaster as has happened in Jerusalem. Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true. Yet we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing his truth. Sounds like America today, doesn't it? Hallelujah. But thank God we are the church. And thank God that we're not the ones doing that. You know, one thing I found out about in the Bible, because, you know, over in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, the word of God was preached to them, but it didn't profit them. 
they're talking about the Israelis, you know, and the Israelites there in the wilderness. He said the reason it didn't profit them is because they didn't mix faith in it. They didn't mix faith with the word of God. And you look at this. How many know that the Is- Israel had all of the promises of God? They had them all. They had everything necessary to be successful. Everything. God told them, if you do this, this is what you get. If you do this, this is what happened. And if you read the Old Testament, you find out when, when, when Israel was listening to God, they were invincible. They were wiping out everybody. It was amazing. Amazing. I mean, you read in Kings, you read in things, they had guys that had, were fighting with both hands, had swords in both hands. They were wiping out everybody. They were amazing because they were doing what God told them to do. But when they weren't, they were getting destroyed. <laughs> you know? Because they didn't mix faith in what God says or they didn't obey the word of God, or the God because it didn't work for them. They had all of the promises of God. They had everything. They knew all about what God said. But it didn't benefit him. You know what that tells me? That tells me information is not enough. It doesn't tell me you know everything. It's not enough. Well, I know that, Pastor. I know that, Pastor. I know, I know you know that, but why don't you do it? What do you, many people they say, well, what do you mean by doing it? Because the Bible says don't be a hearer of the word, but be a doer only. What does that mean? What does that mean to be a doer of the word of God? It simply means, first of all, you got to agree with this. Second of all, you got not only agree with it, but you got to take it and you got to begin to apply it to your life and begin to say that this is what I believe. And people say, yeah, but your life's not that way. It doesn't matter what my life looks like. This is what I believe. My life is going to line up with what I believe. Not what you may see. It may not look like right now, but glory to God, I'm the head, not the tail. It may look like I'm the tail, but I'm climbing. Hallelujah. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. God is meeting and supplying all of my needs. It may not look like I'm healed, but I am healed because Jesus said, by his stripes I'm healed. It may not look like that I know what to do right now, but I got an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. I got an anointing that abides within me, so I don't need anybody to teach me. God's going to show me. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. You know, I may not know exactly, but God said he's been made unto me wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Glory to God. I've been given all those things. Hallelujah. It may not look like I'm happy, but I'm drawn up joy. I'm drawn up joy. Hallelujah. Because that's the fruit of the spirit. I'm going to begin to speak what God said about me. Hallelujah. And it's not hype. Hallelujah. Because see, hype will run out. Amen. See, when I was 18 years old, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, called into the ministry, and uh, I got off of the roller coaster ride of Christianity, and I got on a rocket ship. And everybody said, well, well, you'll come down. I'm 63 years old right now. I ain't come down yet. So I'm still going. I'm still headed to heaven. I still got my eyes set on my glorious reunion. And then I got my eyes set on coming back down with Jesus. I want to be right by him. Because if he doesn't hit the devil first, I want to get the first shot. Hallelujah. And he's going to have to move fast. We look at these things and we say, yeah, well, you're just getting all that. No. See, the word of God stirs your heart. It changes everything. Amen. We have to do this. You know? And, and, I, and I'm like that little kid. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I'm like that lady in Luke 18.8. In fact, let's go to Luke, over to Luke 18.8. Uh, I'm like this story here. I didn't understand this for the longest time and some things. I thought, why would God uh, use this? Why would Jesus use this example? 
I mean, why would he do that? But then again, I got to realize, you know what? I've had a few of those ladies. <laughs> no offense, ladies, no offense. Uh, 18, 8, verse 1, he says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always, that men ought always to pray and not faint. If you haven't caught the theme to this, is that we've got to continue to pray. Don't get frustrated with what is going on and all the things you see. We still have to pray. We still have to stand. We still have to believe because things are not as they seem. How many of you know the devil can build something for years and years and years and in your life can become a stronghold, but then the anointing of God can destroy that stronghold in a moment. Just wipe it all out. How many of you know the devil's been building and building? He's trying to build, build things, and we're looking at the natural. But how many of you know the anointing of God, the power of God, and one word from God can wipe that thing out in one day and just change everything? Amen. Sorry, I had to take a seal on that. Just Thank you, Jesus. Okay, look what he says here. He says, and he speak a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint, saying that there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because of this widow troubleth me, I'm going to avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me and the Lord said hear what the unjust judge saith and shall not God avenge his own elect that's us okay shall not God avenge his own which cry day and night unto him though he beat long with them or though he bear long with them excuse me he says I tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless this is the phrase when the son of man comes shall he find faith on the earth amen you know, the New Living Translation says this. It says, you know, that w- when he's talking about this story, you know, he says, the Lord says, look, look what he's doing here and, uh, uh, and see, see his, what his, his, his hand of what takes place. That is, is he going to find anyone that's actually exercising faith? In the last days, you know, we got, there's a lot falling away. There's a lot of frustration. Everybody's kind of backing off of this and that. Listen, we've got to rise up and be the voice, but we've also got to be the examples. Hallelujah. The presence and the power and the glory of God. We don't want a form of godliness denying the power thereof. Amen. And I keep crying out to God. I said, God, I'm back again. I make myself a pet. I used to, you know, uh, you know, think that, oh, God, aren't you tired? You know, I get to, God, I know you're tired. I hate when people just keep coming. I'm pretty sure you're tired of me. You know, I used to do it like this. It's me again, Lord. <laughs> It's me again. And uh, I want to see these things. I want to see this. I want to see this. I, I want to see your hand. I desire this to ha- happen. You know, uh, uh, you know and, and, and so I'm like, hey, I, I want this. I desire this. I want this. And, uh, you know, asking the Lord, hey, I'm just going to keep going. What will you do? Because, God, I'm not going to be satisfied till I see it rain spiritually in our city and I still I see it rain naturally I still I see it rain here because I'm not going to be happy because in the Old Testament it says that it, God caused it to rain in one city and not in the other and so those that it didn't rain went to the city where it did rain so they could get water but the Bible says they weren't satisfied because it didn't rain in their city yeah. 
I'm never going to be satisfied until it rains in my city. Thank God for a revival thing, but I'm never going to be satisfied until it rains in my city. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm bound and determined when Jesus returns, when he comes to get the church, glory to God, he's going to find faith on the earth. As long as I have a voice, I'm going to be declaring Jesus is coming. I'm going to declare Jesus is going to take care of us. Jesus is going to do all the things. Glory to God. I'm going to continually lift my voice and continually believe God. Amen. Because there's, there's, there's three main things that you guys need to hang on to. And so I'm going to give them to you. And, I, and, and I, you know, I've got five pages of notes and we've just got off of one, two, because I had the backside. But here's the thing. Number one, don't ever take for granted the word of God or, or the gospel. Don't ever take the gospel for granted because the word of God is what God said it was the foolishness of preaching that makes people get born again. It's through the foolishness of preaching that God brings revelation to you. It's through the word of God that brings life to you. Amen. You've got to take all the, you've, it's got to be your foundation. People say, well, I can't understand it. Well, get a translation you can't understand. Help it. Do it. That's why we do this. That's why I do all the different ones, you know. Uh, you know, I understand the King James. I grew up on the King James. I, you know, now, you know, then I preach and I've gone back to the King James in a lot of ways. And then I bring out the New Living. Uh, and, I, and I like it all. I've read the Bible, the Amplified, of the New Living and the King James through. And it's, it's a blessing because it just opens up our eyes. It just reveals more truth to me. But never take the gospel for granted. Never take the good news. Never the word of God. It's our life giving. Without the word of God, we are in trouble. Hallelujah. Amen? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can't have faith without the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's what Romans 10, 17 says. So the only way we can give it. Here's the second big thing that you guys got to grab a hold of. When faith ceases to pray, it ceases to exist. See, exercising your faith out here for the things, that's great. But if you're not exercising faith toward God, talking and expecting him to give you things that you don't know, expecting God to reveal you, expecting God to direct you, expecting God to give you strength, expecting God to give you wisdom and every, every, faith, when faith ceases to pray, it ceases to exist. It doesn't even have, you can't have faith without having a, a, a faith in God. You can't have faith without having faith in his word. And you can't have faith in his word unless you're fellowshipping with him. Amen. Are y'all okay? You're still here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. See, we look at things and we see things and yet we say, but it can't be either that it's too easy or it's like, but it's not easy. Guess how many of you know that the enemy is always fighting you for your time? He's always, because you got to read your Bible and pray every day. That's simply, if you can just get people to read their Bible and pray every day and actually read it, not just a theology, not as a story, but as life. This is God wants to talk to you. He wants to give you your marching orders today. He actually wants to tune you up. He's tired of you singing off key, walking off key, and being off key. Hallelujah. He wants you to tune up the instrument before you go out into the symphony here, okay? Hallelujah. And he don't mind how you sound when you're talking to him because he's tuning you up, okay? He'll make you sound pretty once you get away from him, okay? Hallelujah. But we've got to do that because that's where we get our sound because prayer is what waters I mean, the Holy Spirit is the rain, but prayer is what waters. It's what stirs us up. Amen? And here's the thing, too. Remember I told you about the gospel. The third thing is, is that the word of God is fruitless unless you're fellowshipping with God, unless you're praying with God. What do I mean by that? You're going to have a nice, beautiful tree with leaves. 
you're going to have looking really good in your branches. But you ain't going to have any fruit. We got a lot of beautiful trees in the body of Christ, but there's no fruit. Nobody can come and pick from you. There's no healing fruit on you. There's no peace fruit on you. There's no joy fruit on you at all. My gosh, look at your faces. I can tell that. Hallelujah. That's on the backside of the tree over here. Okay. It's back where nobody can see. <laughs> the Bible says we've got the fruit of the Spirit living in. We get born again, born of the Spirit of God. We've got the fruit of the Spirit living on the inside of us. The word is fruitless unless we're praying. The word is fruitless. There's, it doesn't benefit. It doesn't bring things out to us. Amen. So that means where's our joy fruit? You know, where's our love fruit? Oh my gosh. Love, joy, peace, long suffering. My goodness. Everybody has patience, temperance, hallelujah, self control. These are all fruits. Supposed to be on your tree. I'm supposed to be able to come up and pick that fruit. Amen. How do you know that when people come and pick a fruit of long suffering, they did something to you? <laughs> and you say, whoo, they just got it. They got a fruit of long suffering out there. Hallelujah. <laughs> they just turned in a prayer request. Hallelujah. I don't know how much more fruit I have in that area, but praise the Lord, it's okay. You got gentleness and goodness. Amen? Goodness. When's the last time you were good to somebody? Like, don't go there. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to get this message. It's pretty good. Hallelujah. From a pastoral center. Now you guys are all getting, you get excited, you get real quiet. Now, God's desire. Listen, we are the only hope. Jesus is the hope, but we're the hope that people can see and touch. All right? And we've got to stay true, and we're going to stay true. We're going to stay true to the Word of God. We know the truth. You know, that's probably been the biggest thing that I've been questioning with my whole ministerial life is, well, how do you know you're right? Because I know the truth of God's Word, and it works in my life. And then people want to use this statement to you. They'll say, well, the only reason you believe it is because it works. I said, no, it works because I believe it. Because there's times in my life it didn't work, but that didn't stop me from believing the word. I may not have got the right answer that I thought I was going to get, or I may not have got the results that I thought the word of God was supposed to give, but that never changed the word. See, prayer never changes God. Prayer never changes the word. Prayer changes me. The word changes me. I line my life up with the word. That doesn't mean that. I just, you know, if it didn't work, I just say, well, I just didn't know enough or I didn't do it right or I didn't do something. It's okay. And I talk to God and he shows me what takes place. He shows me what I need to do. He shows me what I have. Amen. See, all I do is I look in here and I see the promises of God and I just hang on to the promises of God until they come to pass in my life. I just keep believing, keep talking, keep sharing, keep speaking, keep going, keep going forward. Hallelujah. Because I just want what God wants. I desire what he desires. Glory to God. But these promises that God gave to us, hallelujah. Now go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's, let's close on there. We'll get you out of here early today. How's that? And uh, what that means is that's the first closing. Doesn't mean anything. But praise God. 
We're starting to get in that direction, okay? I remember growing up in church, they say, we're going to close it. No, you're not. That's a lie. So, so as a pastor, I always reframe that and rephrase it. Say, there are many closings, but only one finish. And I learned that from my kids. My kids used to tell me that all the time. I said, Dad, you closed 20 times today. That's too many. You got our hopes up way too many times. I said, okay. So... Yeah, you know, it's great when you have your kids in the service because they really tell you the truth. Dad, that was a lousy sermon. Dad, you just did this. You know, I tried. So yeah, hey. You know, but no, then they, you know, every once in a while they'd say, you know, I got something. They'd be like, glory to God, there is a God. There is a God. Hallelujah. All of my kids, they're serving God. So I'm blessed, okay? <laughs> Look at verse 35. You have to make it funny because you guys all get too much, too much it gets to digesting on you. And you're like, I can see your eyes are about to roll back in your head there. And you're like, oh my God. So it's like, it's calm down. Take some deep breaths. You're good. Here in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 says, cast not away therefore your confidence. And, and, and I've told you this before, but I tell you, that's what I see right now. I see so many people walking away or backing up. And I see so many people going from believing what the word of God says to just uh, wanting to motivate you to keep going. I'm not up here to motivate you to keep going. I'm here to kick you in the seat of your pants and say, listen, do the word of God, get out there and do it and reap the results of what God says to do and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is not something you're just going through when you don't receive it, you don't get to get it. You get to taste and see that, watch, watch God do it. Amen? Watch God do it. Watch God do it. You know, we, were, we, 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 we flew home yesterday, which I never fly home on a Saturday, but I didn't make the reservation. So anyways, but here's the thing. So we flew home yesterday and we flew, we had to, we had to drive three hours or two and a half hours from where we were at to, the, to uh, Seattle, SeaTac Airport. Have you ever been in Seattle? That, it, was, it was nuts. So they tell you you got to be there at least two hours ahead of time. I'm thinking, two hours? Why? It's in the... So we got there two hours ahead of time. You know, we had to go way off and, and, and take the rental car, and then we had to turn around and get on a, a bus and get over here. It took us an hour to get our bags checked in. An hour in line that was... I mean, I was like... So I timed it. I'm thinking, well, okay. We have exactly... It's two hours before the plane leaves. Okay, then when the plane's leaving, not boarding, this is leaving. So, I, I mean, I should, they should have checked on boarding. I was checking on the time the plane leaves. I didn't check on boarding. So then we got in a line for a whole another hour to get through security. I mean, it was an hour. Both of them were a little better than an hour. And our plane was supposed... So we're in there and, and look at it and I'm saying, well, you know what? I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to get... I'm just going to... You know, and everybody's just going crazy. I said, they're just going to have to hold that plane for me. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I just pray under my breath and I pray and say, it's going to be fine. You know, I said, we're going to be fine. I said, I don't know how, but we're going to be fine. So we get everything, finally get through, finally get to the gate and it's like, last call, Kevin and Pamela Butler, where are you? I said, we're here. For those of you that didn't know, my first name is Kevin. I never go by that. And if you call me by that, that means you're a bill collector or somebody you don't know. That means, here we go. My name is Mark, okay? Just letting you know that. Hallelujah. You know, I didn't even know my name was Kevin until I was in the first grade when my first grade teacher said, Kevin Butler, are you here? And I'm just sitting there going, 
hey, there's another kid with the last name me. She said, that's you. I said, my name's not Kevin. My name's Mark. Who's Kevin? So anyway, so I have never gone by that name. Not that I'm against it. It's just I didn't know I had it until that time. But they held the plane. And then the funny thing about it, we sat down in our seats and the stewardess comes back and says, are you so-and-so? I said, yep, we are. They said, well, we can go now. I said, that sounds good. (laughs) One of the things, you just can't. You've got to take hold of the word of God. Now let's read this. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Listen, you got to do the will of God first before you receive the promise. And it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. Amen? Folks, let me just share with you. You can all take a big, deep breath, because guess what? We win. When I say we win, Jesus is going to take care of his church. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. God's looking for a bride. God's looking for a bride that's without spot or without wrinkle. God's going to take care of the church. And as long as we stay in the church, and when I say in the church, that's not this building. That's, not, that's staying in the body of Christ, okay? That's staying connected to him. That's staying fellowship. Let's take hold of this truth and let's exalt the gospel. Let's exalt the word of God. Let's not ever take it for granted. And let's begin to pray. Let's increase our faith to believe God for the impossible. Believe God for the supernatural. Amen. And let's realize that we don't want to be trees that look real pretty, that don't have any fruit. And so when somebody comes up and they just offend you or they come up and they're really ugly and you got to walk in love, you just know they just pick some love off of you. Hallelujah. And if somebody else comes up and you know they're, they're distressed and they don't know and you can tell they don't have any peace, you pick your peace off and you give it to them. Hallelujah. You get somebody else that comes around and you can tell, you know what, they need some joy. You pick your joy. Say, come on, just walk with me. Let's get some joy. Let's get some, let's get excited. Let's believe God. It's going to be okay. Come on. You need somebody that comes up and does something really crazy. You need to give him a piece. He's not even going to ask you to get, they're going to rip a piece of fruit off. That's a long suffering one. Wham! And you're going to know that because that one hurts. That's when you got to grab yourself and say, I choose not to be offended. I choose not to get mad. I choose, hallelujah, I'm going to throw some love in there too. I'm going to pull off some love here and throw it on the ground. They got some fruit, man. They pulled, they grabbed a bunch. I know none of you have ever had that happen, but, you know, you can have that. But what I'm saying is, and I know that that sounds comical, but actually when you look at it that way and you realize that, then you just know, wait a minute. That's what God's called me to be. People need to come. They're coming to me because they're coming to a tree that has life and has fruit. Amen? Guess what? That's what people are going to come to you. They're going to come and they're going to do those things there. Hallelujah. And thank God for the promises of God. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Lord, I've tried to create and tried to instill and believe and bring to, to pass and just get a word fitly, fitly molded for today and for what they need today, for their heart today. And my heart is, is that they would call upon you and that they would look to the word that they would not take for granted the gospel and that they understand that their faith, hallelujah, is energized as they fellowship and as they pray. Not only as they pray in English, but pray in other tongues. They edify themselves, they build themselves up. Hallelujah. But Father, that... 
they, not only do they have the word, but Father, hallelujah, they can get to taste and see that the word is good. That people can eat the fruit thereof and they can eat the fruit thereof. See, many times we need our own joy. We need our own peace. Hallelujah. We need to know that we're loved. Father, I don't know everybody that's here this morning, but my heart's cry is that the love of God would be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. If they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and, but if they don't know, if they're not sure about their salvation, if they really don't know you, they may know of you and they may know about you, but they've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. They truly have never believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth and said, Jesus, I take you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. If they've never truly done that, Father, or if they're here, Father, and they have, but they just had blows in their life. They've had spiritual blows. They've had natural blows. And they're coming back searching again. They're trying to rekindle the flame. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. They're just coming back saying, I want to to rededicate my life again. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong in coming to God and saying, Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my Savior. I want to come home. The prodigal son came home. He came home. And the father ran to him. God runs to us when we come to him. Hallelujah. And so as our heads are bowed and our eyes, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, or if you're here and you need to come back to Jesus, or you're here, you just need to get your salvation reassured, then just raise your hand real high. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Let me let God touch your life. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, well, we're all saved. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I just thank you and praise you. Because not only do you want us to be born again, but you want us to be filled with the Spirit. Like in Acts 2, 4. Father, I thank you for that. Hallelujah. Just coming and receiving. And do it the same way. We receive salvation. We receive the filling. Hallelujah. You're so good. We receive that. Lord, I honor you and love you and thank you for that. But Father, I believe with all of my heart that you have a plan for Harvest Bible Church. And you have a plan for each and every one that's in here. And you're drawing people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And you're causing increase to flow and to grow. And we're going to continue to grow and continue to get and do the things we need because you've called us to be a voice. That's going to be a voice as, as, as declaring the truths of the word of God. Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, God loves you so much. I'm going to ask you to be really... Uh, precious with me for just one moment. We're going to have Brother Jim Hicks is going to share something concerning that's going on. Yeah, go ahead and grab that right there. And understand this. We always put Christ ahead of politics or anything else. But listen, if we don't sound a voice for reason, how many of you know it's not, it's not about Republicans and Democrats anymore? It's actually about good and evil. It's whatever side you want to be on. I know there's a lot of evil on both sides, but it's about good and evil, okay? And we're not going to shut up. We're not going to get back. That's why we have a community action team. That's why we're doing what we do. But we're not, that's not first and foremost. Jesus is first and foremost. But you need to know because many times we don't know. We don't understand. And uh, so he's just going to share what's going on. And listen, if you don't want to do it, that's up to you. But just don't complain 
when things are taken away because you didn't do anything about it, okay? But if you did do it and it still happens, well, at least you got a right to complain. That's what I was, that's why I vote. Because at least I got a right to complain because I did vote. So, Jim, where are you? Oh, yeah. I, thought you, I thought you walked up here behind me. Up here. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, actually, I think it was Holy Spirit that uh, put it this way because you segue right into what I wanted to talk about. And your word was awesome. <laughs> yes. And uh, one of the things I got was God has tied himself to the church. We all know that. And part of what I want to mention to you today is opportunity for you to get involved and engaged. Because as you know, God's not finished with America. He's not tired of working with us. And, uh, but I believe that America, just as it was begun by Christians, we're going to preserve America by Christians. And it's because we're, we're going to be tied to God through this process. Now, a lot of people say, well, how do I do that? I don't know what to do. Well, we made it very easy through our CAT, the, the Community Action Team. There's a website within our Harvest Bible website that you can go to, and it links other ministries that inform us, keep us informed, and they have ways to engage in action items. It's very, very easy. It just takes some of your time. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage everyone to visit the website at least weekly and pick a few of those action items to take an action on. It doesn't take a lot of time. Well, sometimes it does if you're calling 30 people, but (laughs) do what you can. So then I want to just mention a few things that are really important right now. Number one, under the Federal Action tab of the website, you can watch a three or four minute video on how to get involved in preserving the 2020 ballots and the swing states, because on September 4th, they're scheduled to be destroyed if we don't stop that. And 60% of Americans believe that there was significant fraud in that election, the 2020 election. These ballots, which are the evidence, have to be preserved, because we've got to get to the bottom of this in order to restore the confidence that we have in our election system. We can't have 60% of Americans thinking that our elections aren't fair. We've got to correct it. So that's number one. Number two, you can sign up to either be on our text or email alerts and also become part of our CAD team. There's a big white banner there that you can push. It'll download a, a little fillable form out that you can fill out and we'll get all your information. We'll start updating you on a regular basis. You're not going to get inundated but you'll find out important things. Third thing, watch, you can watch uh, the August 9th Flashpoint program. The reason why this is important is because there was a couple that was in uh, uh, Palmdale, California, right here in liberal California. They motivated and organized the Christian community and some patriots, and the city council of Palmdale actually voted against the governmental COVID overreach mandates. And before they started, the, the, the city council was way in favor of these, and once they got through the process, they, they uh, voted against them. That's a true testimony of what can be accomplished when Christians become active 
and stand up for the truth. And we also invite you to join us here in our own county. We're working with the county board of supervisors, going to their meetings, and we're having some successes there. They're starting to look at some of the irregularities of our elections, and hopefully that's going to lead to some corrections of those irregularities. But join us if you want on that. Fourth thing, under the California Action tab, take some time to go in there and call your senators and assembly members because they are threatening to pass about 30-plus horrible, ungodly bills. And it's easy to do again. They give you scripts. They give you phone numbers. And all you got to do is take some time to do it and go through the process. And lastly, I want you to save the date of September 9th, 7 p.m., for a special night of corporate prayer. A lot of details will be coming on that, but... We're going to call unto God, and he will show us things to come. Thank you for that scripture today, Pastor. (laughs) So I understand there's a lot to do, but we got the tools to to equip you to do it. Go to the website, the CAP website. It's under the Ministries tab, under harvestbibleonline.org website. It's going to take all of us working together to rescue our great republic. And let's let God find faith on earth as we do this. I'll be back at the cat station if anybody wants additional questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to always present these things. We appreciate you. Amen. I love you, my friend. Thank Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's stand up. Praise God. I'm going to have our prayer team down. And the reason I didn't have you come forward for being filled with the Holy Ghost, if you'd like to have that, these wonderful prayer partners and red prayer team up here, they will lead you. They will talk to you and bless you. It's what we do at Harvest Bible Church. I love all of you. Hallelujah. I get to see you on Wednesday. And you are dismissed. Be blessed.